Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to be prepared for anything that could happen in day-to-day life or when disaster strikes? From the office to the outdoors, then please go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check out the packs that they have to offer. They're made in America, and I mean every single piece of fabric, hardware, buckle, and frame. All the labor, too, is right here in America. So when you buy from Squatch Survival Gear, you're supporting multiple small businesses right here at home. I've become good friends with Chris. Um, He's a military vet. So all of these packs are made to mill spec. All right, so they're all military standard packs. They're good for everything. These things are virtually bomb proof. I promise you, I own two of them. I have the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. They cannot be beaten. I've, I've had gear all my life. I had gear in the military. I have gear when I go hunting. I have gear for camping. The Squatch Survival Gear changes the game. All right, I, I take one to work every day. I take the Mothman pack with me to work. Just use it as a regular backpack, but it's so functional. It's, it's just unbelievable quality. All right, so please go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Now, to save 15% site-wide, I encourage you to use promo code 23BUMP. That's 23BUMP to save 15% site-wide. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night.
Hey there, believers. For those of you that can see me right now, um, you're catching me right in the middle of a transition. I'm going to remodel, redecorate, if you will, this studio area. Um, just, I don't know, make some changes. I, I tend to make changes each summer. I think I've changed theme songs, you know, uh, intros on the show. Um, I don't know. When I get a little, if I get like a few extra hours of time to think, there's there's new stuff I want to do. So here we are. Uh, those of you that can see, which is probably just the members, um, I don't think I'm going to do a video portion on YouTube. It'd probably just be audio. So, members, if you see these big blank walls, just know it won't be like this for long. I know all the crazy, eclectic um, goodies I've had behind me for years. You know, they're fun to look at. I feel like that, too. But I've had a thought in my mind about how I wanted it to look for years. Since I started. Um, but actually, before I had a podcast, I, I just wanted my own study, my own library kind of thing in the house. And um, opportunity is knocking. So I'm going to take advantage of it. And I'm, that's where I'll, I'll record from the same area. So it's going to be just a little different. But uh, hopefully... It it looks how I have it pictured in my mind. So, anyway, that explains the uh, the bare walls. If if you see this today, is going to be an awesome episode. Um, I look I look so forward to this. I've been trying to get in touch with this lady. We've been trying to line this up. Let me look when the first voicemail. She sent me a voicemail in April. Okay. We've been trying to, to line up a time to talk ever since. Um, she she messaged me on the bump phone or, or left a voicemail, and that is 304-812-0553. If you would like to call and leave a voicemail about an experience, we can get in touch. Um, if you just want to shoot a text or a meme, whatever, I'll holler back at you. Um, I'm, I'm not the best at staying on top of social media you know you can ask andrew that but uh <laughs> uh anyway deb messaged me she said that she feels like it's time for her to share some of her life story that she's had a lot of things go on in life and if she can breathe some inspiration into others through her story then that's what she feels like she needs to do i have um, she's, she sent me an email. I can't find it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know if it went to my junk folder, spam, whatever, if it got flagged. I, I don't know, but I can't find her email. So I'm going to be just as surprised as anyone else as to what she's wanting to talk about. Um, I know it's positive. That's what I know. So. Can't wait. Look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope everybody had a good 4th of July weekend. 
or Tuesday or whatever day it's landing on. Um, hope everybody remembered Independence Day, had a good time, cooked some dogs, let off some fireworks, hot dogs, hot dogs. Okay, I love animals. Uh, let off some fireworks, had a good time. Speaking of animals, the adoption slash fostering thing is complete. Fostering is over. We took in seven kittens, two mommy cats that were inseparable. I told that story. Um, turns out one of the kittens was ill, did not make it. Okay, so that's sad. We were down to six kittens, two mommy cats. Also turns out one of the mommy cats was pregnant. That was interesting. That's probably why she was attacking my little dog every time she got too close. So we did the one month of fostering. We took them back to get microchipped and vaccinated because, you know, it's okay for our pets to get get that. I'm not. But uh, long story short, we wound up adopting four beautiful babies, and I will send pictures later. In the meantime, let's go ahead and bring on Deb. Here she All right. Did you hear it tell you, say that it's recording now? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I was wondering how that would work out. But yeah, we'll, we are recording now. <laughs> Deb, thank you for coming on the show. I, I know this has been like two or three months in the, you know, in the process trying to get this going. But I just, I thank you for sticking with me and seeing this out and for coming on the show today. I'm glad to be here, Bo. Thank you for having me and I appreciate your patience with me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Your voicemail that you left me, it said that uh, you, you said you had some positive experiences that you think that people that the world just needs to hear. Um, any experience that you want to share whatsoever, I want you to feel 100% comfortable. You can talk about anything you want, and I'm right here for it. I will jump in uh, to, to keep the conversation going. I will probably have more questions than I should have. I, I try just to listen, but uh, I always wind up failing and asking questions. But I'll try to I'll try to not be too. Uh, I'll try not to take over the show too much. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well, you right. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Um, wherever you want to start at, if you want to start when you were a child, or if you want to start with something more recent, it don't matter to me. I'm just here for it. Okay, and the reason I'm doing this is because uh, there's so much darkness in the world, and there's so many people that need something positive and hope, and to see that God's hand is at work in their, in their life, my life, anybody, and everybody's life. Um, and the experiences I've had, I hope, will do that. I'll start with when I, the first thing that happened to me, I was 11 years old. Uh, living in Louisiana, just a poor kid running around barefooted most of the time. Um, I was headed out the back door, and all of a sudden, a vision came before me, and I saw my dad and my brother uh, laying out. They'd had a car wreck, and they were laying out on the uh, bank on the side of the road. 
and they both were hurt. And just as quick as it came, it went away. And at that moment, the phone rang, and my mother got the call that they had had an accident. Um, I never said anything to anybody because I was just a kid, and nobody listened to me anyway. Right. And that I always kept that in the back of my mind. You know, why did that happen? Um, when you're a kid, you really don't process it like you do as an adult. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, though. And does this stuff continue to this day? That do you see things that they happen? Um, no, that's actually the only vision I've had as it happened. I've had yeah. other visions that will be to come. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll go on to the next thing, unless you have a question. Oh no, no. But uh, were were your dad and brother okay? Yeah, yeah, they both got uh, broken limbs, but they recovered fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all fine. I mean, that was so long ago. Um, you know how it is when you're poor, when things like that happen, it sets you back, but we all got through it. Yeah. We're good. I don't know why God allowed me to see that. I guess probably to build my faith as the years go on. Yes, yes. To give you just a little wink at what you know what He can what do. What He can you. do. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing, I was just a little bit older, probably around twelve or so. Um, went to the local church, and my, our youth. Um, leader him and his wife were newly married and they were expecting their first child and um, i had a dream that something was wrong with the baby and i had no um we were not taught things so i didn't know what it meant but i saw something wrapped around the baby's neck <clears throat> which um of, within a few weeks we learned that um, the wife had been cleaning and had climbed up on a uh, step stool and fell, and she didn't feel the baby move for several days, went to the doctor, and they found the umbel umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby's neck, and it had died. Oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, it was a tragedy. Was, but I told my sisters and my cousins about the dream the next day. And nobody really talks about anything. You just mention it and go on. Yep. And uh, so that was another thing that happened that came true. It was um, sad for them and sad for everybody, but another faith builder for me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then as time goes on, I kept having dreams that would come true. I started having dreams of um, storms, uh, tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And I would dream that there, how many there would be, where they'd be. And then the next day it would happen. And that happened several times in a row. And I told the Lord I just didn't want to dream those dreams anymore. They were too frightening as a child. And uh, those dreams stopped. 
I never had any more of those. Really? Yeah. <laughs> were, were, were you still about the same age? A uh, teenager, yeah. Yeah. Probably within uh, that age of uh, 14 to like 18, somewhere in yeah. there. Wow. I mean, that yeah, would be a scary. lot to take on. Yeah, that that would be a whole lot. Yeah, at that age. Sure, and and we were backwards country kids. We didn't didn't know anything about the world, so <laughs> it was kind of hard to take on. <clears throat> and then as time goes on, um, I had my first, my only child, and when he was four years, almost four years old, we were cleaning a property for someone clearing fence line and uh, you pile up all the debris and you burn it and I always taught my son you know you just stay right by me you don't go near the fire uh, he was he was one always wanted to help always wanted to be a big boy at that age and and um, the fire had died down it was just embers but it was a big area and um, uh, next I'm raking the next thing I know I turn around to check on my son and he's got a rake and he's over at the fire trying to to rake you know trying to help and he falls and both hands land in the the embers oh and he burnt he burnt both his hands really bad um and we were kind of we were out in the country there wasn't much around to help so there was a um what do you call it a water cistern where they catch the rainwater yep uh, so that was there. So we ran and ran his hands under that water. That didn't help. He's just screaming and crying, and I'm crying and praying. And I was just new in the church. I had, you know, I grew up in the church, got out of the church for a little while, got back in, and was just as an adult new in the church. And I was just praying, asking God to help him and take the pain away, heal his hands. And um, we got finally went to the store and got some medicine to put on them but it, it just didn't help so um, we did the best we could and the, that was on a Saturday we went to church the next day and I had him prayed for him. the church all gathered around and prayed for him and um oh I'm sorry I'm missing a step so that was on a Saturday we took him to the emergency room um they cleaned his hands put some uh uh, Silvadine, I think it was called on him, mm-hmm. and wrapped his hands up and said, uh, give it two days and come back on Monday and we'll see how bad it is. But, you know, at that point, back then, it was way back back in the 80s, early 80s. Um, <clears throat> they said, we don't know what to expect at that point. And so uh, that was on a Saturday. We go to church Sunday have him prayed for and he's feeling better after church hmm. and i just kept his hands wrapped and he's just playing and feeling better and i was keeping an eye on him so we went to the doctor on monday they took the the wrapping off his hands and they looked perfect oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even tell he'd been burned oh wow god it <laughs> And you know you don't you, things go through your mind like is he going to be his hands going to be deformed, you know what 
you just don't know what to expect. And when they unwrapped them, and there was a perfect little child hand, it was just beautiful. That is, that's a little miracle. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I told the um, the doctor and those that were in there attending him. I said we had him prayed for, and God has healed him. And it, it. you know, it's a, <laughs> it was the opportunity to, for them to see what God can do. Hey, you know what? The, speaking of burns and and prayer, there's a specific prayer that people people do here in Appalachia. I don't know if it's the same if you were in Louisiana at that time, but there's a a specific Bible verse that some of the the ladies at the church here, you know, swear works um, and have done and had very similar. Um, very similar, you know, outcomes as what you had with your son. Um, my wife's great aunt actually is the one who told me this Bible verse. And um, she said that she had prayed it. There was a, one of her, maybe her nephew or, or cousin or somebody had burnt his arm up real bad. And the same thing, it was like really bad burns. Scar, it looked like it was going to scar horribly. Uh, he was bandaged up and she prayed the specific prayer over him. And when they took the bandages off to clean him up, he was completely healed. Oh, thank um, God. I don't know if it's, the, I don't know if they prayed the same verses at your church or if it was just a general prayer for healing. But um, this, this verse is Isaiah 43, verse 2. And it says, when uh, when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. And they they repeat that prayer, you know, while they lay hands on them. And they swear it works. And I, I have no reason to doubt, you know, the Lord. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, you know what I mean? I think it's faith. Yes, I think when you pray in it, it's faith that, and you know, God's word is very powerful. So it, it could be just reading his word. I don't know. Our church didn't do that. Um, they just prayed general prayers, you know. Yeah. But I've had that very same prayer prayed over me before surgery. Have you? And, um, and that surgery was, they just, it was cancer. Um, years later, and um, when the doctor came back to me, he said, well, it just wasn't what we expected it to be. <laughs> and I I never had any follow-up of any kind of treatment, medication, nothing. When I walked out of there, I was completely healed. Oh, wow. <laughs> you probably hear me say, wow, a lot. I, I, I love miracle stories. <laughs> Like there, there is, that takes my breath away to hear about somebody being healed. I, I love it. I do too. And I'd say, wow, myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So I'm going to go on to um, this family that God allowed me to, to be instrumental in their life. Um, I had met. Uh, I'm just going to call them by their names. I don't, I don't know if I should change their name. I haven't talked to them in years. I don't even know where they are. 
okay. we you know just lose track of people over time so it was, her name was Glenda I met Glenda and when I saw her there was something I felt in my spirit that was going to be taking place and I didn't know what um I really liked her she was she became a good friend and her husband Randy was a good friend as well and um they had an adoptive son Jamie uh, he was just little, like three years old or so. So um, they had tried many years to have a, a child on their own and had many miscarriages. Um, so they had adopted and just loved the little boy to pieces. He was just, he was precious. And um, as time goes on with it, me being friends with them and helping them, I had another dream and I dreamed that um they would have a girl and I saw her in the dream she was just very rambunctious happy child and uh that's just within a year or so they had this girl and her name is Rachel and that's exactly how she was too (laughs) (laughs) very rambunctious and very happy um and uh Randy was in the Air Force and um, he had finished out his term. Uh, he was top secret. He never could talk about his job. And um, so he was looking for work. Um, he had a, sorry to say um so many times. He had a disease that was in hereditary. His father had it. And I don't know who else before him. His father passed away from it. And Randy had it really bad. Uh, it was called Medi- all they knew to call it was Mediterranean fever, and there was no, not much they could do for him. They tried so many different things. Well, when they had the daughter Rachel, she had the same disease, and um, very sick. They would extremely sick, and they would go through bouts of sickness, and then they would feel a little better for a while, and, and then back to sick. So um, Randy was looking for a job, and I had um, moved into a new place, and my church had given me a, a housewarming party, and I picked up Glenda and brought her to, to the housewarming party and took her home afterwards. And I believe this was on a Monday night. So I'd take her home, and, and many times I had picked her up and taken her home because she always left the vehicle for Randy in case he needed to get to the, the hospital. And she always went straight in the door and went straight to check on Randy. They were so in love with each other, just a wonderful family, had a good relationship and and loved God. So that particular night when I dropped her off, she turned around after she got in the door, she turned around and waved to me. And something in my mind said, that's different. There's something about that. And I'm back in my car back in my car up to leave and most people wouldn't believe this but it's true as I'm backing up and start to put it in park to go forward all of a sudden I hear the voice of the Lord and he said you'll be she'll be telling you goodbye soon and it, it I was just I could not do anything on my own he had complete 
control of the situation. And all of a sudden, a feeling of sorrow came over me, and I began to cry, just heavily crying. That's all I could do was just cry. And I cried all the way home, went in and went to bed. And when I woke up, I did not remember it. (laughs) Wow. As powerful as it was, I did not remember it. And I know God did that for a reason, too. But when I heard his voice, you know how when somebody calls your name and you turn for the direction that they're at, and you turn to look at them? Yeah. His voice came from everywhere. Uh It was like like I was in another realm. And his voice came from everywhere. And it was so powerful. It was all the power that could ever be anywhere was in his voice. And he sounded like the voice was like coming from talking through water. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, (laughs) It was amazing. It was just the most beautiful but powerful thing. And that's all he said. She'll be telling you goodbye soon. And so I'd gone to bed that night after I got home. I got up the next day, did not remember it at all. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday comes around. I still hadn't thought of it. Wednesday evening, Glenda calls me, and she says, Debbie, you won't believe it. Randy's got a job. The prince, prince of Saudi Arabia called him and wants him to come there and work. There's something to do with their airport. And it's all that top secret stuff and uh, through the military. And she said he'll be leaving in a couple of weeks. And he's going to go, and then they're going to pay his way back to come back and get her and the children. And I said, Glenda, that's when I remembered it. That's when I remembered what happened. And I told her about it, and she was real silent. She didn't say Most people don't, if anybody have ever told this, they don't know what to say. Right. I don't know if they don't don't believe me or just just don't know what to to do. (laughs) (sighs) But I told her, what, told her what happened, and she was just shocked. Well, as time goes on, Randy went. Um, he kept calling. She, they called each other every day. She was so worried about him and him being ill, afraid because he was really bad, and she was afraid he'd die over there. And um, the two weeks came and went, and he didn't get to come get her and the kids. And I kept telling her, Glenda, remember what God told me? Just don't worry about it. Don't fret. You're going to go. It's just in God's timing. And I kept reminding her of that. And then it was probably a month later that he came and got him and took him with him over there. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. I don't know why God did that, to speak audibly like that to me. Yes. That's like, I don't, you know, maybe it was to to ease the blow of when it actually happened. You know, like Jesus said that he's going to leave us with the comforter of the Holy Spirit. And that's right. You know, it, it might have hurt at that time when you heard that. But it to give you a little bit of a heads up, 
you know, even if you didn't remember, it was still in your heart, like you knew. And maybe maybe right, it was just you're a, right. maybe it was just to ease the pain a little bit. You're right, because I left out this part when Randy came to get them. I drove them to the airport and I stood there and watched the plane take off and that feeling of sorrow came over me, it just washed over me, just like it had that night. And I just stood there and cried and and was so sorry to see them go. And that's probably what it was. God was preparing, giving her comfort to know that she would get to go, to not worry so much. And preparing me for losing friends because I just loved that family. I helped them a whole lot and really loved them. And they were just dear to me. Um, and when they came back, um, a little later, we were at church and Randy was real sick and uh, we were, we had a big dining hall and before service, everybody would gather in there and pray. So we were all in there praying. Randy asked for prayer and I was at the one end of it. He was at the other and a lot of people went up around him to pray for him. And I saw, I don't know if it was God, an angel, I don't know. I saw what looked like an angel, I guess. It was so tall, he was through the ceiling. It was like there was no ceiling. Wow. And he was dressed just the most beautiful colors of his garment. It was breathtaking. And I just, I'm sitting there actually kneeling on the floor praying and when I looked up and I saw that I saw the angel walk over to Randy and touch him and I couldn't see a face couldn't see that you know that's why I don't know if it's God or an angel I couldn't see the face and uh, it was just so powerful and then it was gone and it all my life, nobody ever listened to me, so I was always kept things to myself, and I didn't say anything to anybody. I don't think I ever told anybody at the church about that. I wish I had because it would have been um, very nice to have done that. It'd been faith building. Yes. But uh, like I said, when I grew up, nobody wanted to hear what I had to say, so I, I guess I go through life like that. But um, um oh my goodness. But let me ask you what what kind of garments was this angel wearing? I love this. It was like this... a it was like a robe. Wow. Um, it's been so long, I really can't remember all the details. Yeah. Um, I do remember. I remember royal blue was part of the colors, but so much more vivid than the colors that we see. Um, I know there was other colors in that robe, but I, I can't remember. I'm usually a very detailed-oriented person, but I cannot remember the details of the robe. It was just um, the sheer presence and the beauty. It was wow. just amazing. Yes, that's <laughs> amazing. I love it. Uh, I. You know, my wife and I, we we talk about wanting to see angels or would it be scary? 
or what would they really look like or how, how would they present themselves you know I right. that's such a that's such a blessing that you got to see one it is it really is uh, i just thank the lord for the things that he's done through you know in my life and allowed me to see and experience uh, some things are a little heavy but others are very nice uh, I have a really close friend that's a pastor's wife, and I talked to her about angels one day, and she told me that um, that God doesn't allow us to see angels very often because people tend to worship the angels, and mm. we're not supposed to. Um, so therefore, the angels really don't want to, us to see them very often. But they're around us all the time. They're in our church services all the time. Um, she sees the angels quite a bit, but she's learned to not worship them. Because when you're in their presence, it's uh, you're just overwhelmed. And another thing is what I've learned is the angels come from the presence of God. So they have that presence with them. God's presence, you know, like like when you're, say if you go to a, um, a singing somewhere and you're in that presence and that, that envelops you and when you walk out of the building, you're still in that, that spirit, you know, it's kind of like how it is when the angels come from God, it, they have God's presence all around them all about them and that's why people get overwhelmed and tend to want to worship them um i'll tell you this little story about an angel too she said that um she had she can see demons as well and she was in a church service and they the youth were going through some things and the youth were some of their youth were up at the altar praying and she saw an angel a female angel behind them uh, dancing, she said, like a gypsy would dance. And she felt in her spirit that something was wrong. And uh, she said the angel was really beautiful, just um, probably the, what she was wearing and all. And she said the angel turned around, realized she was looking at her, and she, the angel turned around and looked at my friend and smiled. And when she smiled, all her teeth were black. Oh, 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 you just gave me chills. <laughs> she was a demon. Yes. She was, oh, gosh. She I, was dancing at the victory of what she had done in those kids' lives. Yeah. I don't know why that uh, affects me. So. <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here with chills all over me, too. Yes, I mean, it's that... That's so creepy. I've just put, I mean, it, that messed me up, Deb. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that is, uh, when you said dancing like a gypsy, for some reason, I thought, uh-oh. Angels ain't supposed mm -hmm. to sexy dance. <laughs> you know, yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. And it, it was all about sexual uh, immorality. That's what uh -huh. was going on. Uh, but she was victorious over what she had done in their lives, which is so sad. Um, yeah. 
I think I saw another angel, but I'm really not positive. I had gone to visit my aunt in the hospital, and when I get in big buildings, if I don't know the floor plan, I'm turned around easily. And I was in the elevator, got on the elevator, and a young guy got on with me, and I was praying to myself, Lord, help me get to the right place, because you know how I am about getting turned around. And I, he gets off on the same floor, and he's walking along right beside me. And I'm looking from door to, you know, the name tags are on beside the door. He said, who are you looking for? And I told him, he said, I can take you right to her. And he took me right to her door. And I turned around to thank him, and he was nowhere. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, that's an angel. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said so. I wasn't going to try to interrupt all the time, but I had it. I have my own angel story, too. And it was, I was oh. lost. I had, I had driven. I don't know, maybe six months in my life. And I had this big bright idea when I was a teenager, I was going to drive down to Tennessee and find a job. And uh, I got lost coming back home and I was pulled over at a gas station and a car pulled up beside me and a man just asked me, uh, he just pulled up and said, Hey, are you lost? And I said, yes. And he asked me where I was going and I told him, and he's like, follow me. And we get on this road and it was a, it was, I guess a four lane road. You know, he, it was a left lane and a right lane for us to be in. And, um, he motioned me for me to pull up beside him and he told me, you know, he just yelled out his window to keep going straight and it'll take me home. And I asked him, I said, how did you know I was, I was lost? And he just pointed up and he said, I follow him. And he told me that that Bible, I had a, a, a Bible on my back window. He told me it needed to be in the front seat with me. And then he pulled off at the next exit and he was gone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt like that was my angel because it was just so weird. It, just the way it all happened, like I, I simplified it dramatically, but it was like, right. you know, right. you know what I mean? It's like, right. You get that feeling. And yeah. it's, uh, it's like a feeling that absolutely this is what's happening. And um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But anyway, I know what you're saying. It, it's it's easy to say it, but it's so different when you're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's for um, sure. I had a... I had, I've had a lot of dreams over the years. There was a dream I had of a guy I went to school with and I dreamed that the place he worked at had caught on fire. And it was so vivid, such a vivid dream. And I just was tossing it around. Should I try to cut it? And hadn't been in touch with him. And we'd been out of school for years. And finally I, I thought, well, I've got to try to call him and just warn him. And so I did call him found his number and called him and told him, I said, I, I know I haven't seen you since school, but this is what I dreamed and hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, it, this is a warning to you. And he, they, there was a fire shortly thereafter at his job. Oh my I goodness. don't know the, I don't know the details. I never talked to him again, but I just felt like I needed, had to warn him. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. 
um, I had a dream of my husband that he was real sick and we had been to doctor after doctor and couldn't figure it out. Every test you could run, couldn't figure it out. So um, we had to make a trip to, uh, we were in Alaska and we had to make a trip to Louisiana, I mean to Texas. And um, so we were in Corpus Christi. But before we left, I had a dream um, that he was, that I was going to lose him. It was a weird dream, but I felt like I was going to lose him if, if something didn't happen. So we get to Corpus Christi. He's very sick. And I finally talk. He never wants to go to a doctor. I finally talk him into going to a doctor. And he goes in and they do all their tests. And they said, you're healthier than we are. And you can see the man is just dying. You know, face to face, you can see he's very ill. And he'd lost 17 pounds in a week. Oh, wow. So he just threw up his hands and he said, I, I sit, I'm not going back to another doctor. He, he, I'm waiting in the waiting room and he comes and gets me and he said, let's go. They can't do anything for me. And we get out the door and I looked at him and I said, do you remember the dream I had? I said, you've got to have some help. And they came out and got him and said that there was another doctor there from Fairbanks and that she was there doing some training and learning about the diseases in the area. And she overheard the conversation. And she asked, see, they brought him back in, and she asked if he had ever done any um, trapping or hunting and, and fooled with any hides. And he said, yes. And she said, I think that you have picked up a parasite from those hides. And they gave him a particular... Um, antibiotic and he had to end up taking two rounds of that antibiotic but it took care of it that's what was wrong with him and oh i can't goodness. tell you how hey tell you how many doctors he'd been to in alaska and, and he'd seen that doc two or three doctors before that in texas and when we were down there on our trip we just kept going to doctor after doctor doing all kinds of tests and when this doctor from Fairbanks happened to be there, overheard it, knew what was going on, and they were able to treat him and get him well. <laughs> That's the what? hand of God. Yes, that is. That goes beyond any kind of coincidence. You go down to Texas <laughs> to see doctors, and the yeah. doctor from Alaska is down there. <laughs> yes. Oh, my but, goodness. But, Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Um, I had a, uh, my son was in a really bad wreck as an, after he got to be an adult and, um, I was, we were taking my, me and my husband were taking him to the hospital from, from the, and went from the hospital where they took him after the wreck. And then we were taking him to the next hospital that was closer to home. We were in Louisiana at that time. We'd flown down there to we were still in Alaska flown down there to to help him took him to the nearest hospital in Louisiana and um when they got in there they said that what Texas had done for him right after the wreck was ancient <laughs> they had everybody came through doctors nurses uh, 
EMTs all came through the room looking at this contraption they had on his leg because Mm -hmm. they couldn't believe how ancient it was. So anyway, my, um, what happened is on the way there, him and my husband were arguing about something and there was a song on the radio, the one, I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, it's the song about what will I do when I'm before the Lord? Will I dance before him? Oh, yeah. I can hardly imagine. Yes, I can hardly imagine. That song was on the radio, and I was just tuning them out and listening to the song. And all of a sudden, I had another vision. And it came on me different. All of a sudden, my heart just started just racing away with me. And then I saw a vision. It's like I stepped into the vision as we're going down the road. And I was with a multitude of people in heaven, all gathered around the throne of God. God was sitting on this on this big white throne. I didn't see his face, but I saw his lower, you know, like from the chest down. So he's sitting on this big white throne, and my son is standing before him. Not just standing, but he's dancing before him. And he's laughing, and the laughter was so happy, not like any laughter I've ever heard on earth. It was beautiful. And I'm just one of the people around the throne, a multitude of people watching this. And he was so happy and so just laughing and dancing before the Lord. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And I I was just sitting there. They're still bickering and I'm just sitting there in awe. What just happened? (laughs) Took my breath away. And the meaning for me and for my son, he has been, had a troubled life um, in drugs off and on not live for God a while and not live for God a while but he has a heart for God and he's I've always worried you know will he make heaven will he be able to will he give his life to God and give let all that stuff go and and be able to get to heaven and when God gave me that vision it was just an assurance that he will and through all the times that my son has been in and out of this situation, I've reminded him because it's worried him too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remind him, God gave me that vision and it will happen. <clears throat> I mean, I, it was just, I know it. <laughs> I feel it in my soul. Yes. What and a wonderful so comfort. <sighs> yes. I, I wish I could hear that laughter again. It was just so beautiful. <laughs> you know, and you and have, him having been in that wreck, you know, injured, it was a long ordeal and many surgeries. And to see him, both legs standing there before the Lord dancing, and they yeah. kept telling him, "You're going to lose your leg," and thank God he hasn't. <sighs> but uh, <laughs> all the little things that come together to make the big picture. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That reminded me of uh King David, you know, 
he danced before the Lord and talking about somebody that kept winding up in trouble. <laughs> that was David, right? <laughs> right. He couldn't stay out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he still had God's heart. That's right. That's it. That, that, when you said it, he had a heart for God. I thought, oh, I bet. <laughs> and so, that sounds like David. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, let's see. What else? Um, I've had other things like sleep. I, I think they call it sleep paralysis, where you... Something is on you, and I i felt like it was demonic trying yes. to kill me. Oh I couldn't God. move. I couldn't speak. And I knew that if I could just say the name of Jesus, uh, God would be there and take care of me. And I'm just trying and trying. And finally, I barely get the name of Jesus out, and it goes away. That's mm. happened to me before. I, ugh, I can't stand that. But just the name of Jesus, that's all it takes. There's so much power in his name. There really is. There really is. How many times has that happened to you? That's only happened once. Has it? You know, that's yeah. you know, some people it is just one time. And I and, and some people it seems to happen to them for years. But once yeah. you figure it out, you know, that you have authority. That's right. I've learned something I've learned something else too. I've felt like like that I've had times where I feel like it was going to happen and mm -hmm. I've learned you know when we're sleeping we're vulnerable um and it's just like the enemy they always come in the dark they always come when you're vulnerable um so I've learned to to play um like I have the bible app I'll let that play as I'm sleeping or uh, Christian music and that just it, I feel like that keeps things at bay if they're going to be around it keeps them at bay that's right I, I know I agree with that um, I know the, the time we're recording this versus the time we're going to release it might be a few weeks off but last week I was at a work conference you know school had just let out and the following week I have to go um, out of town to a work conference and stay at this hotel and have meetings in the conference room and all that junk and just pulls me away from life for four or five days but every night at that hotel I would do that too I would I would turn on Christian music and just let it play soft you know just real softly beside the bed when I'm home yeah. I like I like the fan on high the lights out pitch black you know go to sleep Right. right. But in that in that room, I just felt like I don't know. I just needed to I needed to have God's word. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I I, I played that every single night while I was uh, away. Yeah, I, there's something about it. There's uh, there's power in it. Um, the worship of God, you know. Yeah. And if you're in if you're in trouble, in a situation and you know, you're praying about it. It's in the power of praise. Just praising God if it's through a song, if it's through prayer, if it's if it's um 
just in any manner, just praising God. He, it gets his attention and he's there for you. And when you're in a vulnerable state like sleeping, it's if you have God's word or his, the music and praise to him, it is a protection. Yes, it is. I, I think a lot of people need to learn that because there's so many times I feel presences around me that are not good. And that's what I'll do. I'll just start praising God or, you know, turn on some, the Bible, let the Bible play on the app or let the music play. <laughs> There's things you learn as you go through. <laughs> I know, right? It's almost like if I could have only known this stuff when I was 17, 18 years old. <laughs> it would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be a bunch of Billy Grahams if that was the case, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh. Let's see what. Um, can't think of anything else right offhand. It's that's okay. In that cat. Well, let me ask oh, you this. Have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell you another. <laughs> No, I, I was going to say, if you can't think of anything else off the top of your head, um, I was just going to ask you if you had any um, pearls of wisdom. Any, is, is there any life advice that you would want to give out you know, to anybody who's listening? Because you know as well as I do, sometimes you know, God will work through us to, to give a word to somebody. Um, so I was just going to ask, is there any, any, any advice or words you feel compelled to, to share? Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything really that, other than that. Having, I guess, I want to say this. Um, I think in my life, I can just speak about my life. Mm -hmm. I've always had a a, a childlike faith. Uh, even now, I I have a childlike faith in God. Uh, you know, when you're a child, you you believe your parents, you trust them, you know that they're doing what's right for you, and that is the way it is in living for God. Um, just having that faith that He will take care of me, that He'll He's there for me, He'll do what's best for me and and if times are good that's wonderful and thank him for it and if times are bad just trust that somehow he'll get me through it whatever it is it's just that always having that childlike faith that's perfect i, I think that, i think it's important because so many people, um, when I listen to people on other on different podcasts or whatever, um, so many people just don't have that. It's like they have to see something with their own eyes or experience it themselves. They can't believe it. Just like when I had that bit that um, the situation where the Lord spoke to me audibly. Um, a lot of people wouldn't believe it. Right. But 
if you can just have the childlike faith that God does these things, He can do it in anybody's life. And the Bible says He so respect her person. So if He does it for me, He can do it for anybody else. That's right. Aren't you glad He does it for you, though? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, I've been through some hard times. It may sound like I've had a great life, and but I've been through a lot of hard times, and God's always been there with me. Just hold on to his hand and keep walking. That's it. That's it. That, I agree with you, Deb. There's been, there's been times in my life where I felt like all I had was the Lord, and I think that's him showing me that he was sufficient. He was all I needed at that time. Right. And, you know, it might have hurt, but I, my faith grew. Right. That's right. It's hard that sometimes when you're going through tough things, it's hard to know that um, that you'll make it through it, and that things will turn out right. It's like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. Right. But just keep trusting that God is, is going to get you through it because right. he will. might be a little bruised, but <laughs> he'll get you through it. That's right. Yes, he I will. Had another, I had another dream I wanted to mention. Yes. Um, this one was uh, hell, and it was terrible. I had um, I knew someone that was going through... Um, addiction to pornography and hmm. I was praying for the person and I had a dream I was seen in hell and there was someone there and there were a number of demons sexually torturing <clears throat> this person hmm. it's horrible it was something I don't ever want to see again no. <clears throat> and I, I struggled to wake up and when I finally did wake up I was crying I was couldn't hardly breathe um, I knew it was real I knew that happened um, I think it's a demonic force that pulls people into such things and it's hard for them to, to come through it. And it, it takes the help of God to get through it. And it takes the help of, of family and friends. Yes. Um, but, and I, I knew I had to tell that person about this dream. And it took me several days, probably several weeks. I just couldn't speak of it. It was so horrible. And when I finally did tell the person, they thanked me because um, it made it gave them a realization that um, they were fighting demonic forces. Yeah. Um, it, it, and they could overcome it. Amen. And um, I believe it helped that person. I really do. I believe I had the dream for that person. And, you know, all we have to do is just say whatever it is. You know, there's a um, Bible verse that says a right word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Hmm. I love that 
first. I've always wanted to have somebody paint that picture for me. Um, but just the right word spoken at the right time. You've got that little nudge that God gives us to say something to somebody. We, it's not for us to do any work. It's for us to do the say the words. And then God does the work. You know, if he gives us something to say to somebody, just say it and go on. And in the right time, God will do the work through that word. It's, it's, it's the way it is in life, you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes we think that, you know, I'm supposed to do something, but I'm not. I'm just supposed to say whatever God has me to say. And then right. he does whatever, whatever he's going to do, and he knows the right timing. He knows just what that person needs, and he's the one to, that can do it, and no one else can. <clears throat> Amen. Amen to that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, I, I go was ahead. just going to love on you a little bit. <laughs> this, this is so wonderful, you know. <laughs> Well, this encouraging to anybody, I'm glad. I think uh, people need a word of encouragement. They need to, to know that, um, like I said before, God can do anything. He can work in anybody's life. Um, I don't ask for these things to happen to me. I don't pray for it. I don't ask for it. It just happens when it happens. And um, God has a reason for it and the timing of it and he can do the same thing with anybody else and there's times that i've asked the lord to help me in situations and at that moment he didn't because it wasn't the right time and you know i wonder sometimes well you spoke to me then you know in a miraculous way or you did this through a dream or whatever but when i'm asking for something um it might not be the right time. It might not be maybe more I have to go through, you know? Right. So I, I just understand now that um, he does things his way in his time because it's right. Amen. Amen. Whew. Well, Deb, <laughs> it has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, it's been like uh, a a pregame for the revival. I feel like I'm going to here in about an hour. You know, it's like it, it's like a you gave me a little jump start on my faith booster before I I go out there to get my faith boosted. So, so what what perfect time? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Bo. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime, if you if you ever just want to talk, you know you got my number. Just holler at me. We can text, leave me a voicemail, whatever you want to do, and I'll get back a hold of you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, you have a good evening or a good afternoon, I guess, in Alaska time. And uh, God bless. Yeah. Thank you, Bo. God bless you and yours. You too. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
what's my show becoming? I'm going to be obedient. I'm not. I'm, I'm just here to steward this show for the Lord. I want to go where he sends me. This show is, was, and always will be about the unexplained monsters and paranormal. But there's no denying anymore that this is from a standpoint of good versus evil. And that's what we're dealing with in this world. It's, you know, talking about spooky stuff can be fun. It's exciting. But let's not get lost in what's really going on. A time's coming where we're going to have to pick sides. I love you guys. Thank you for being with me. It's like, more than this background is being transformed. This show, like I said, it, it, it's always going to be about the paranormal and the unexplained. But I see now that I can't, There, there is no backing off. God's word is coming through. And if it's not the show for you anymore, I understand. But I hope that you stay. I hope that this finds you well. And I hope that you share this show with other believers. Um, take believers how you want. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it anytime. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
There's a river yeah. flowing from God's holy where the tree of life is blooming, where the land has not been told. No more tears. It will have to be No more sickness, no more personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
things that happened in one night on my knees I pray I ask the Lord for some better days yes I Better days. 